tuned into the greatest sports show on the planet. That's Prince, and he's Barty. And you're now listening to Prince and Barty. Buckle up. Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty, Prince and Barty. What's up, bro? Man, I, I see people get money, man. People keep cashing these checks. Bro, I don't. Bill Belichick, he, wait, he got his stimulus check? Man, he must have caught that stimmy real quick. Jeez, this is the most money they say he spent in the history of the organization. What, $37.5 million to Hunter Henry? I mean, and 25 of it is guaranteed. I mean, if you look at that, you added Hunter Henry, you added John o. Smith, then you talk Matt Juden out of signing back to Baltimore, and you have him and come fortify that defensive line, and then you sign Jalen Mills from the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, he's just adding so much to that team. I'm wondering if he was home grabbing his beer bottle, squeezing it real tight as he watched the Super Bowl, saying, I'm coming next year for you, Tom. I'm coming. It's crazy because it's like you would think as accomplished as Bill uh, Belichick is, he don't got to do anything else. He, he can just have decent seasons. Nobody will ever hold him accountable. But the fact that he came back this aggressive, this, like, strategic, this – it, it's, it's the Belichickian way. Like, you're kind of seeing how the holes – it's one thing to just get random guys in free agency, but the specific holes that he filled, the Patriots filled, makes him a contender, at least in the AFC, immediately. Man, looking at what's going on, you know, just the trajectory of free agency, I think everybody is making their chess move to Tampa Bay. So you've seen Tampa, they made their chess move well, yesterday as far as giving – Shaquille Barrett, one of the major contracts that he got, $78 million, which, I mean, he's rightly deserving, but teams are making chess moves with Tampa. So you won, a, you won the Super Bowl, so Green Bay, they signed back Aaron Jones. So Tampa, you won the Super Bowl, so Bill Belichick starts signing all these players to prepare him to meet Tom in the Super Bowl if he can meet Tom in the Super Bowl. But everybody's making their necessary chess moves to adjust to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nah, they definitely set um they set a precedent, man, on what, what to do just as far as how they were able to beat uh Kansas City. But just speaking of Kansas City, um, what do you think about my guy Patty kind of taking on that Tom Brady uh tutelage and readjusting, renegotiating his contract to give the uh the Chiefs more cap space and they could able able to get more talent. Well, I mean, you look at what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do in the short-lived career that he's played so far, and he's always made the right decisions. The funny thing I would say is, is this. When I first saw his game film, or him in practice, I didn't think he would be as good as he, who he is today. Because remember, in practice, he threw four interceptions with his first year. Yeah. He threw four, and it was like, yo, by the end of the week, he threw 12 interceptions. It was like, is this guy even going to be any good? 12 interceptions in practice. And I think four of them were pick sixes. So wow. to be what he is now as a player, I think he's going to get it right. A lot of people want to say bad things about him in the Super because he lost the Super Bowl. But at this point in his career, maybe only Tom Brady has been to as many Super Bowls as he's been and done what he's done in his career in what, four seasons of playing in the NFL. So it was a smart move. It was a good move. But now it's up to Andy Reid. Who are you going to pick up in free agency? Because they need to get a piece. I mean, how how aggressive are we talking? How aggressive they got to be? I think 
they need to fortify something on the defense. They got a lot of things on offense covered, but they maybe need a sure linebacker, maybe some more cornerbacks, but just make it more of their offense is an A plus, their defense is a C minus. So, so if you had to get from a grade perspective, what do you give um, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, what they were able to do early? For what, what grade do they get? Crazy thing about this, and we were we were talking about this off air, so we might as well we might as well say it. He added all these players, and we haven't even gone to the draft. And so he, wow. he's done all this without a draft. He gets an A plus. I mean, just think about what he's done. He we Auburn style offense for Cam Newton. Cam Newton, the price that they got him was basically like buying back save a lot. They went to save a lot. Yeah, because the, the the standard is sixteen million exactly for a backup. And they gave because exactly. what Taysom Hill's getting sixteen million. Sixteen million. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, Cam is getting that. You added Hunter Henry, the best tight end on maybe in the AFC at that particular point behind um Waller and and Kelsey. And then you add Johnu Smith, which is another speedy tight end. So he has two tight ends. And another thing you gotta remember about this, what does it remind you of? Another offensive and Aaron, and Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. So you have two speedy tight ends. Yeah. Athletic. Athletic. And then the biggest thing is now this takes all the pressure off people trying to blitz Cam. Because if you blitz Cam, Cam's two hot routes right there. There's two tight ends. Hot route, hot route. First down. So let's move around the league. So um, Pete Carroll recently gave Sam Darnold praise. Do you think that's a head game to Russell Wilson? Like, hey, if you want to move on, cool. Let me just kick the tires on our Sam Darnold in our New York. So where, where do you see – so that's two parts. Where do you think Russell Wilson ends up? And can he ever win another Super Bowl? Russell is a very accurate, smart quarterback. I think that both parties need each other as most because Pete Carroll is a, is a great coach. He's not, a, he's not just a poo-hoo coach. He is a great coach. Yeah, he had that one call with Marshawn, which was dumb, but look at how many times he's led his teams or led a great defense. And remember, he had a good defenses in, in New England back in when he was the coach over there. Right. So you can't act like this guy doesn't know football. With Russell Wilson, though, he has no ego. So I think this is his time to have ego because I've done so much for you. I think Seattle and Russell are going to get it right. Just because, that, to me, I think it's home. I think all this is his talk, and they playing head games just to see what's up. Russell's still on the contract. And when they finally make this decision, we'll see what happens. But everybody's acting like he's just going to leave at this point. I think what Russell is doing is saying that this is a ploy to say, I need more help in Seattle, that we need to get the defense back to what it was in the uh, Legion of Doom era. But yeah, the defense, but really that offensive line, Russ is tired of getting hit. So they got to really shore that up. I, I agree with you 100%, but I also think that thing with offensive line, what people got to understand is this. It's not more about getting better pieces. It's more about cadences of the line and people being able to, to move as one to block the quarterback. So if they can stay healthy and get a strand of games together, just think about it. That's what happened with the Giants with their O-line, Philly and their O-line. Uh, the Patriots, yeah, they drafted, but they did the same thing. I think they need a better defense because – after K.J. Wright and Bobby, it's not that much. And then also we just saw in the news now that Shaquille 
field reference man to others corners is left to Jacksonville. So oh, he's, wow. he's going to Jacksonville. So they need to fortify their defense right now. Defensively, it doesn't look as if they're the same team. I mean, look at what they had at that point. Remember when we was watching it, we was talking about who's better, Earl Thomas or or the other safety. Now you look at it now, it's not the same on that team. The only thing they have on that team is Jamal Adams on the defensive side with the two linebackers. Yeah, they got to get Russ uh, some help, man. But it was cool to watch Russ cook for that little moment. It was that what if. Yeah, what if what, what if with Russell Wilson? That's true. So, That's true. but let's go to Dallas, man. Dak got that bag. Uh, yeah. how, how you feel about? I mean, it's like how come how come when everybody it's been it's been like a, a soap opera going on for like two, four, th- two, three years now. You look at, but just think of it from this standpoint. It's like ah, uh, it was it was like okay. Anybody who's ever had a saga with Jerry Jones, they don't ever win. Jerry Jones always wins. So from that standpoint, it was a saga, but at the same time, Dak, you were playing. So, it's good that they got him because right now as we speak, Dallas is probably the sexy pick of the NFC East. So, you would think that now that you got Dak, you still got Amari, you still have your receivers, and you still have um, Ezekiel Elliott. My only thing with Zeke, right, is that you got Pollard there, right? He's inconsistent, but I think he fits them better than Zeke at this point, right? So... What do you do with Zeke? You got a twenty. You got a Lamborghini that could only drive five miles around the city. That's true. So Zeke really doesn't. And Zeke is what made Dak look excellent because he was able to spread it out. You know, mm-hmm. so it just you know you know how it is having that running back go back to Marshall Falk, whoever you know. What's my guy name in Carolina? Which one? Oh, you mean uh, Christian McCaffrey? McCaffrey. So you have that kind of mm-hmm. luxury. He could bail you out. Zeke is not. Is Zeke really bailing you out at this point? I think more. They needed Dak now at this point. point. When you look at what's going on there, Dak Prescott is better for them from this particular standpoint. Zeke, that Cabo holdout hurt him. It hurt his career. I believe that. You got to remember. So a running back's body has to get used to. Being abused, being abused, and getting back and being healed. Being abused, being abused, and getting back being healed. Now imagine you take the time that your body was used to being abused, and you go and you have a vacation. You change the whole body heal time of your body. So he comes back in thinking that things are going to be the same, but now his body is not healing as it shows, and you see he's slowing down as a running back. And I'm not saying this because I'm a doctor. I'm just saying this because... Yo, when these guys do these holdouts, not all the time they come back and they're good. Yeah, they're holding out for their contract. But remember, football is not basketball. It's physical. You got to play constantly. You got to keep playing. You got to keep playing because once you stop, look how many people deteriorate after taking all that abuse. So Zeke made a costly decision career-wise because you can see that he's not who he used to be. But it's Dak's team now. And that's the thing. They, sh- I'm happy that they signed him. I-, I mean, I hate the Cowboys, but as far as for Dak, I'm happy he got his money, and they know they need Dak because right now the precedence on that team is a quarterback. Andy Dalton's not leading them to no Super Bowl at all. Well, I mean, Dak got paid. So, what other free agency uh, moves do you think is going to happen? Who needs to get the ball rolling? Um, I I see Chris Carson is still a free agent. Some teams need running backs. Uh, a lot of people saying he should go to 
the Atlanta Falcons. Some people say he should go to the Miami Dolphins. I think Chris Carson should sign with Arizona. I know it's a rivalry team. Take a pay cut. You have those two running backs with him and Kenyon Drake. Mm. Going to be a problem. Big time problem down in, there in Arizona. You already pick up JJ. And the good thing is, too, that that is another team that, listen, if everything goes well, Chandler Jones comes back, Hassan Reddick, uh, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson, that can be a, one of the best defenses. I think that they might be the, the rising, and don't quote me on it, but if you do remember me saying this, Arizona might have the best defense next year in the NFL. Okay, let's give let's get a way, way, way too early bold prediction. Who's your Super Bowl picks for next year? Just right now, we're not going we're not we're not gonna hold you accountable for it. Just today, what does your heart tell you? Arizona and New England. You heard it, Arizona, New England. Arizona, New England. Let's see if he's right, man. We got more free agency stuff to come, man. Prince and Barty. Yo, Prince, what's been good, man? I am excellent, brother. I can't complain. How you been? Man, I'm good, man. I got a couple of my homies, man. They keep hitting me up talking about their small business and they're looking for marketing. Some form of marketing, whether it be social media, just that they need some help. You know anybody who I can put on the job? Man, do I, man. Prince Francis Group, man. So basically, we handle everything from web services, digital content creation, TV, film, website management, social media marketing, like mm. a one-stop shop, printing. Okay. If they sell merch, we can set their website up with their uh, their store, their merch store. Okay. Get them right, man. What's the, what's the contact? What, what, I, what contact I give them? All you got to do is, man, go to theprincefrancisgroup.com, theprincefrancisgroup.com, and just tell them Prince Lombardi sent you, man. I already know. I'll send them down there. Yes, sir. Dame Dollar, Dame Lillard. Let's talk about Dame, man. Do you think Dame will ever win a championship? If you if you had to just if I'm staying I mean just staying in Portland I'm not talking about like if he leaves and do you think now look at it now you got your best center's been hurt your 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 best power forward off the bench is hurt Zach Collins mm-hmm. arguably the best Robin in the game mm-hmm. is hurt mm-hmm. and CJ McCollum mm-hmm. CJ came back this week mm-hmm. Dame has a team now this this they said Terry Stotts they said this is the best Portland team. Probably going back to like the Rasheed Wallace days, Scottie Pippen, it, it just as far as position, what they got as far as a bench, coaching, veterans and Carmelo, Rodney Hood. So they got a combination of vets and they got a combination of, of younger players. What is the ceiling for the Portland Trailblazers? Conference championship. Is that this year or that, what, when is that? Any year, I can't see them winning a championship. It's not just because of Dame. No disrespect to Dame. This is the thing about the situation. Who do I trust after Dame? That's what I always look at. I know we're talking about CJ, but I still need to see more from CJ in clutch moments. Who do I trust after Dame? So when we we look at certain people's teams, right? So Kobe had Powell. He had Shaq. Jordan had Pippen, he had Rodman, um, LeBron had Wade, Kyrie. We all see who's the great players. Like, don't get it twisted. 
to me, I think Charles Barkley is one of the greatest big men in, in league history. I think Charles could have played in era, any era. I think he would have made it work because of Charles Barkley. But who did we trust after Charles? Kevin Johnson, I couldn't trust him enough. And so when I look at Portland, I don't trust none of the number two. If Carmelo was New York Melo, it's a wrap. If CJ was 100% healthy and he could show me in clutch moments he's going to continuously deliver, they'll win. If Yusevich wouldn't always stay hurt. Yeah, Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic, I'm sorry. Nurkic would always get hurt. But, okay, I hear you on that. But, you know, it's it's simple for me, right, Mm -hmm. what I think. Nobody plays defense. So, your lead scorer, Mm -hmm. your lead playmaker, he's not a defender. Mm -hmm. He's a to Dame's credit, he's a he's a good team defender. He's in the right spots. He's not a defender per se. Mm-hmm. CJ McCollum's not a defender. You have no big man in the middle that's an enforcer setting the pace like a Ben Wallace to create your offense, right? Mm-hmm. There's nobody back there. Mm-hmm. A team like that will never win a championship. Mm. Go back to any team from the Bur- let's go Celtics, Dennis Johnson, the greatest on ball defender in his era. Michael Cooper, the greatest. So it's never an accident of the, the, you got to have that defender. Dennis Rodman, the Pistons. Let's go ahead. Trevor Ariza, Ron Artest. That that position never changed. You get what I'm saying? Most definitely. LeBron has Shane Battier. Mm-hmm. It's always the guy. So who's the guy who, I'm a guard, their best player. Dame scoring 30, CJ scoring 30, Kyrie got 40, James got 40. True. So it's like, damn, so we just gonna outscore each other. So until they could get and they bring in Rodney Hood, they try to reason, but these aren't you got they need transcendent defense. True, true. You know what I'm saying? True. Most definitely, man. We got we gotta check and see what happens with Portland. We'll see, man. We'll see. So I was speaking with our producers, man, and they gave me an idea for a new segment for our Oh yeah, y'all left me out. I wasn't in that group chat. Ah, uh, nah, it, it it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It was it was more like they sent me an email and said, "This is a surprise for Prince." Okay. So you know, you think of that great album from Fab and Jadakiss. The name of the segment is Freddie Freddy versus, versus Jason. Jason. Okay. So basically, it's it's a term on basically you picking a topic and the reason why you picked that particular point. So to open it up. Who better to talk about but Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, two great big men on the rebound. Right. So Andre Drummond is soon to be bought out of his contract or being traded to a different team. Who do you think is going to be more viable or a viable piece to a team in their new situation, Blake Griffin or Andre Drummond? It's easy. (laughs) Blake. Blake is going to be valuable because let's go back in history, right? Blake was with Lob City. Mm-hmm. Blake got close. Blake know he's been on teams that should have had two to three championship rings, right? Mm-hmm. Them Clippers teams were tough, bro. Him, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Chris Paul, on and on and on of guys who passed through there. They just couldn't figure it out. They just never got along. Like, when that happens, you're not winning nothing. You know what I'm saying? So... I think Blake looks at this like, bro, this is my chance. I'm going to be, I'm with Harden. I'm with, it's like almost a dream situation for Blake. Got got his money from Detroit. Nobody's holding him accountable for what he didn't do in Detroit. He's playing with house money. 
So a motivator, you're playing with a guy like Harden who opens up the floor. You got shooters, Joe Harris. You got Kevin Durant. You got Kyrie Irving. Natural shooters. Oh, my God, Blake Griffin going to be dunking again. He's going to be on the back back screens. He's going to be active on the glass. He's going to want to get his highlight in. It's a circus. Like, you got some of the greatest entertainers playing on the same team. Add Blake Griffin in there. He's going to – look how Jeff Green's playing. I, I, I hear you. Only reason why I don't hear you is because I think that with that team itself, they, what they're asking him to be on the defensive side of the ball is going to be a problem. It's a Dwight Howard situation. So everything you're saying about so hindsight is 2020. So now you can say, oh, Dwight Howard, you want him back. Mm-hmm. McGee. McGee was castaway. True. And he got into that championship culture of the Warriors, and now he's a he's a he's a free, sought after free if agent. Andre Drummond goes to the Lakers. He he his situation is much easier and he's it's he knows his role. All he has to do is get rebounds no, okay, but, and blocks. But the question is, it's not. It's about who is going to have. I think, I believe Drummond will win the championship. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about as far as who's going to. You're going to see Blake Griffin like, oh, man, Blake. It's, it's going to help his legacy. I think it will help his legacy as far as because he, he'll go to the finals. But I think for Drummond, he can be a system player like Nazi Muhammad was it with the Spurs. Oh, not for sure. He can be a system player like uh, Nesterovich was for the Spurs. And so for him, even though Blake will be more remembered than these people, those championships shine even brighter. In the, in no, the- I agree with you. You got to remember, I think they're in two different places in their career too. So mm-hmm. it's not they're not like both been in the league the same time. Blake's older; he made close to three hundred million dollars. So True. yeah, Drummond, it's just different. Um, the league is changing, so people Drummond got paid as if he was a superstar, but. Mm-hmm. He's really like a rim runner, defensive player, rebounder. True, true, true. This guy is getting twenty five rebounds in games. Like he's a he's gonna be a a Hall of Fame rebounder, Drummond, when he's done. So he has an elite skill set. He he's gonna have a better overall playoff career than Blake Griffin, I believe. True, but I think you I think you're gonna look at Blake like okay, man, he still got this in him. Almost how you look at Melo, where. Okay, she didn't even want to take a chance on Melo. That's true. But he still got more in the tank. I think Blake got a little more than we think in the tank. I agree with you. Man, you got now you got me into the gun, man. Who let me think who I wanna set you up with, man. Let me let me see who I wanna Okay. You on an island. Mm-hmm. All you can listen to is one album. Just one album. We talking cross genres, rap, gospel, R and B, blues. Reggae, what's the one album, the only album you need to get you through that stranded, those stranded times? This is the only album you're going to listen to the rest of your life. What album is that? That's crazy because I got to really think about what I want to listen to, what present mind I want to be in. So if if I'm trying to stay lifted, I'm going to go Spirit of David, Fred Hammond. But if I'm just trying to just zone out, I might do American Gangster, Jay-Z. Wow. That American Gangster Jay-Z. Some people will say reasonable doubt. Some people will say this, but it was so much on that American Gangster that just I could just let it ride. And it take me somewhere. It's like I think Hove embody Frank Lucas in the best way possible with that record. Hmm. I you know how we, we talk about that all the time. I feel like that's one of Hove's technically best albums, just him rapping, beat select. It just all, it reminded me of Reasonable Doubt where it just all flowed. Blueprint was, 
world shifting. It mm-hmm. changed the shape of music, how samples was used. You got mm-hmm. Kanye West mm-hmm. as kids. You got Just Blaze and Kanye. Imagine exactly. that. You got them two playing in the studio just coming up with different sounds. So mm-hmm. it changed the course of history with Blueprint. But I think American Gangster just hove just showing he could outwrap you. Exactly. Yeah. Classic, classic. But how about I got one for you? We got a movie coming out at the end of the, end of the year. Okay. End, end of the year, end of the month. I'm sorry. And it's two titans up against each other. So who you got? Are you Team Godzilla or are you Team King Kong? Either you're a monkey or you're a lizard. Bro, this guy. <laughs> Here I'm thinking we talking real deal stuff, and this man Listen, talking we about. Listen, we gotta give promo. What man. are we talking about, this man? It's promo right here, man. Promo for the movie. Who you said now, bro? King Kong or Godzilla? Okay, King Kong could climb up shit, right? So he could climb up buildings. Godzilla could go in water. Mm-hmm. In my mind, Godzilla's smarter. I feel like King Kong always climb up, get himself trapped at the top, and then they start shooting him with the arrows and oh, the guns. About for the movie, yeah. For the yeah, movie. he never, he always end in the wrong. Why are you at the highest point? And, and so, so you going Godzilla? Just on some strategy. I like he can move in the water. You can't see him. He can just pop up. Then he can go on land. True. true. He, so if I'm looking at versatility, I'm going to go Godzilla, man. Okay, he going Godzilla all the way. I'm not even going to argue. I just want y'all to go ahead and check the movie. That's man, it. hold on. Hey, hold on. You... <laughs> Promo. But now, back, back to me. I'm going to go ahead and probably roll with Godzilla, too, from the standpoint. Not from this standpoint, but what? Okay. It's the series is Godzilla. If you really think about it. King Kong only had one movie, and King Godzilla. Oh, so you're just saying seniority. Yeah, just... seniority, of course. His check win. is bigger, you're His saying. Check, so he's going to win. I think Godzilla is Jay-Z. King Kong's Lil Wayne and Jay Z gonna get more teams than Lil Wayne. So even though Lil Wayne is, is is a giant in his own right, he's a giant on Skull Island. But King Kong, I mean Godzilla has destroyed so many other places and beat so many other monsters. We've only seen Godzilla fight a few monsters on and and man, that's it. I've right. seen King Kong. I mean Godzilla fight everybody. Hey, this guy's dead serious right now. There's no, <laughs> hey, you Listen. hear the passion and like he. I'm trying to get y'all to watch the movie. Go Listen, the man, movie. and I promise you we are not paid to speak on this because if I was, I'd probably be going as hard as this guy. <laughs> so, But check it out, Godzilla, I guess. And, yeah, this is Prince and Barty, Listen, what is? What if? Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason, man. Let's do it. Yes, sir. You know what I'm going to talk about, man? I'm going to talk about Carmelo, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at when Carmelo was out the league for like 18 months, right, and he came back to OKC, a lot of people written, they wrote him off. Mm-hmm. They said the game changed, that mid-post jump shot, mid-range jumpers analytically makes no sense no more, right? So Melo goes there. They, they got him playing out of position in OKC. We know the story with that. They're out first round, right? Melo then goes to Portland. No, I'm sorry. Melo goes to Houston because it was so mm-hmm. short, I forgot. Melo's in Houston for like a week, mm-hmm. two weeks. They tell him the same thing. Hey, we shoot a lot of threes here. Your game doesn't translate here. We're going to move on. They let they let Melo go. Portland picks Melo up and says, hey, we don't want you to change at all. Be you. Be aggressive. One-on-one ISO play. We'll work around your game. Now he's doing his thing. 
let's go back to that team in OKC. You got Paul George. Mm-hmm. You got Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Steven Adams mm-hmm. and Melo. Mm-hmm. What do you think would have happened if they would have let Melo be Melo in OKC and they let Melo be Melo in Houston? What happens? Nothing. So you don't you don't believe those teams would have been any better? The, the reason why this works is because of who the leader is, Dame Lillard. So you think Melo's gonna be able to be Melo with James Harden? James Harden is a good pass, is a good pass player. But what I'm telling you is, is this: the way Harden has the ball, he has the ball, and so you're not gonna give Melo enough time to develop his game or do whatever. So I believe they would have never let that wouldn't have worked. I believe it works in in New Jersey because of Kevin Durant, and it worked in Houston a little bit because of Westbrook. But for the most part, I don't think it would have worked with his style of play with Harden. And it's nothing, I'm not saying anything wrong with Carmelo's style of play. I'm just telling you, some people don't mesh well with styles of play. I don't feel that, well, OKC, it should have worked, but it's just like you said, he was out of position. They had him playing the four in a, in a time where it's a shoot him up league at the four. Yep. And so he couldn't necessarily guard those fast fours because those fast fours are younger they're faster, and they're more th- athletic. Absolutely. So he had no shot. When he came to Portland, they allowed him to be – it starts with your leader. It, it, it always starts with your leader and your coaching. And if you look at the coaching in OKC, not to take a knock at the coach in OKC, yeah. but he wasn't prepared for that style. And when you look at the coach in Houston, D'Antoni doesn't, doesn't, is, not, is not for that style. He always wants to push, 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 push. So he's not going to let Carmelo be able to develop or, or get his game going to the way it's supposed to be. It's like the exact opposite. Exactly. And so it just was bad fits. It's like taking a, uh, a circular piece and putting it in a rectangular piece of one of those kids' toys. It's not going to fit. He's just going to keep banging it, banging it. They, don't, they just don't mesh. And so people would always take a, a shot at Melo, but Melo is one of the greatest small fours of all time. Like He's, he's at least what? Top 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, top 10, absolutely. Top 10, small four. So I think that it just didn't mesh. Just didn't mesh, and that was the issue there. All right, man, there it is. I just think, I think it could have been whatever, but no, hey, man. I think, listen, I agree with you that you probably think that it possibly could have worked, but when you look at look at it from the standpoint of the coaches, look at the coaches. Darren Tony, his system, it does. Oh work. yeah, Houston exit out, but I feel like <clears throat> I think more so would be OKC because Paul George already ISO player. It's like why? It's like it's almost like we. Oh, why am I changing? So Westbrook didn't change his game. Neither did Paul George. That's my point, though. That's that's the main point. Westbrook. How many people from Westbrook has played? Like you know, I looked at something, but they, they showed me a graphic of how many great players Kevin Durant's played with. Oh, that was crazy. And, and, and so you see the graphic of all those great players. But if you look at Westbrook, put him in the graphic of all the great players he's played with. And Westbrook's played with some great players, too. And Westbrook, a lot of these guys have won without him. So maybe he might be what they say he is. He might not be. And I'm not saying that's the case. But I'm saying projection-wise, win-wise, these other guys are, okay, let's look. Kevin Durant has won without him. Harden has been great without him. He hasn't won, but he's been to a conference championship. 
Um, well, here's the thing. Serge Ibaka's won a championship without him, too. The one thing, well, he didn't win, but Paul George is better with Westbrook. Isn't that ironic? Mm, that's true. Paul George was a better player. He was second, third, and MVP. Paul George, when third and MVP when votes when alongside Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. So that's that one thing where it's like. Well, it's like I said, pieces mesh different. So they mesh better. Once Remember, once uh, Carmelo left, they were better. They were a better team. And so that's to show that it just didn't fit. The rectangle did not go in the circle. And certain players mesh with certain players. Because you look at Steph and, and, and KD, that might be one of the greatest one-two punches in the history of the basketball century. Two, two unselfish players. Exactly. Like, and, and they shoot like water. Like pouring some water and drinking it. That's real, man. What's the plan for the weekend, man? Man, it's, not, it's nothing fun because, you know, my grandfather passed away, man. So we're burying my grandfather on Sunday, man. So all my fam from Jamaica, New York, it's gonna be East Flatbush, Brooklyn in the building uh, this oh, whole man. weekend. Oh, man. And they, you already know do how. I, do I get invited? Oh, bro, of course, man. That's, you all, know. that's all I need to hear. Yeah, Listen, man. Because so, I know, I know the food gonna be good. It's gonna be some real good. Oh no, you already and sausage. You already curry goat, curry chicken. You already oh, know jerk so chicken, oxtail, all that, man. Pasta, pasta, all, all, all that. Listen. Hey, y'all might hear me say a, a couple more fools before we get out this outro. Man, this dude getting me hungry. Plantains. <laughs> what you, man, it's like, what, what you got going on, man? Listen, uh, you just gave me my plans for the weekend. Oh, my fault. Okay, I guess apparently my plans is you know, uh, party you know plans. Nah, let me tell you what happened, man. The old lady going to a uh, baby shower, so I'm going to be to myself. So I said, one, I, I knew about the funeral, so I was going to be there. But now that you done gave me this food, I'm going to eat and I'm going to load up a little plate to take it to go. Bro, what? Is that a thing, or do you really go with, like, the extra plate in your car? How do you do it? What's listen, the strategy? Listen, this What's the strategy for the take-home? All right, y'all want to learn the quick strategy for take-home plates. What you got to do is, is this. You go to Walmart and purchase take-home plates and some cups. And you say, we didn't know if you had enough stuff here for the, for, for the ordeal. Uh, and you put it in there, and then you say a little scripture, and they be like, listen, the minister just arrived. Let's go ahead and put a plate aside for him. For the, and they go get take-home Ah, oh, so you it's pre you gotta premeditate it. Well listen, if you give a little love, you get a little love in return. So I you got got you. So now everybody there got a take home plate because I brought a take home plate so I can get me a take home plate. Ah, you provide it. You okay. provide ain't no, ain't the no service. Static. You provide the service so that there is a service and you have your own service. See most people go in there. Oh. See, most you don't want to be that uncle at the party where they say he always come in and he get a take home plate, but he don't ever bring nothing. Come empty handed. You bring the supplies and the plates. So guess what they can say? Stay woke. Come on, man. Business, man. Prince and Barty, y'all. Prince and Barty, man. Tune in. And also, man, my condolences, man. Oh no, I love man. Rest in peace, uh, Hector McFarland, man. Shout out to the McFarland family, Prince family, Campbell family. Yeah, we lost a good one, man. Rest in peace, Grandpa. source for all things sports now streaming on spotify and itunes